0: He ko purangi nei, nā te reo irirangi o Mere, So We're making our way across from Vire's Whare. And so what kind of climb? want uh, found uh You talked about somebody dropping off some kinners. Feel, <laughs> oh yes,
1: yep. <laughs> Kina power, oh. um, the fishing is good. Back that way a bit, tour. Ooh, really beautiful. Really lovely tuatua. Tua. Um, this time of year, frostfish, para. Um, I don't think I've ever had that fish. Oh. Para, it, it looks, it's quite strange. It looks, uh, it's kind of, it's got this really nasty looking mouth on it. Oh. It's long and silver. Wow.
0: Um, and only comes ashore. Mm, like do you a, just like st- f- cook it, uh, steam it in, in the oven? Or, or just fry it? Mm. Um, wow. It tastes like a very fine flounder. It's quite a f- fine textured mm. flesh on like it. Mahia Beach, an idyllic small part of Wairua on the north-eastern part of Hawke's Bay. It's home to around 500 people, but during summer, numbers swell. And the beach is a pātaka kai, a food source, where collecting seafood and fishing is a favourite pastime of the locals. There are modern holiday beach homes located only metres from the shoreline. The view from here looks out towards the distant ranges across the Waikugopu Harbour. Mahia Beach would be an ideal writer's retreat. There's only one shop, a bottle store and a pub. It's quiet. In fact, the name Mahia means to murmur or the distant sound. So to live here brings about a sense of peace and quiet. I consider Mahia home now
1: and obviously... My tipuno have been here for many generations. Before me, you know, we go right back to the Taki so more than 20 generations of occupation, actually maintaining our ahikaro on mm. Taipurutu. It's a small part of what our tipuno did have, but we've managed, we've managed to hold on to that small part.
0: Chiikawa visits Dr. Mere Fanga of Ngāti Rongo Maiwahine, Kahungunu and e Ngāti Pahauwera, the first Māori writer to receive the prestigious Michael King Writers Fellowship, a 2-year, $100,000 scholarship. Dr. Fanga will spend the next 2 years researching her book, Rongoa: Heal the Land heal the people that will bring together the histories and customary knowledge or our mā toranga Maori about her faro land at Taipurutu. E aku nui aku rahi noi mai haramaki te kaupapa nei a Tiahika Kako Justin Maria Ho for mai for mai ki ngā kōrero e haria kinai. This is tiahika on RNZ.
1: Ka whiohio mai te mai i te motu tapu o Waikawa ki Taiporutu. Porutu ana te tai, dili ana te wai, ko poritu te maunga, ko Taiporutu te pā, ko Taiporutu te awa. Ka tū tō mātou whenua, ā nei tō mātou
0: An accomplished children's author and illustrator, Miri is also an artist, and has said in the past that if she wasn't a writer, then she'd be an artist instead. But over the years, she's managed to do both. And her home features her art on the walls, bookshelves are filled to the brim, and there's even some cool, funky, blanket-designed curtains. It's a creative space with an impressive backdrop. If you open up the doors, right there on her porch, while metres away is Mahia Beach. In our sit-down chat, Dr Whanga reflects upon her upbringing, her work as a children's author, and the scope of her research for her next book.
1: I was born in Wairo and we moved to a place called Paparatu in 1961. I turned nine the day after we moved. And... And Paparatu was really my home for a very long time. It was, it was the home of my childhood, really. Um, I actually just made a trip out there day before yesterday, took a friend up. There was a major slip on the Mangapoike River last year. And I was really concerned about where it happened. Um, you know, it was all through the newspapers because there's a site there that's wahitapu for us. The older name was the part Te or Te Kakari, but it was the site of Te Kooti's first battle, 20th July 1868. This major, major landslide took out part of the Parsite battle site, but there's still enough there to recognise it. Inland, very large, Māori incorporation. My dad was the manager. Um, he was also a committee member. He ended up chairman of the committee. Um, but that that's where I consider one of my true homes.
0: Because living in the country, what? how did you entertain yourselves? Well, as a kid.
1: You know, there's plenty to do. Well, our school for starters, Two School, most of the time we were struggling to have nine children there. Um, once, and it was after I left, after I'd gone to high school, it got up to 21, and we thought, wow, that was, what a big school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was a native school? Uh, no, just, just,
1: just a... An, yeah, they didn't have the native school, right.
0: just Two. But the um,
1: shareholders of the incorporation, they had provided the land.
0: And the Ministry of Education put the school on it. So they little all farming kids. Yes. When did you sort of know or get the inkling that uh, you wanted to write? Did you write when you were a, a child? I did. And um, I loved, I mean, I was a
1: bookworm. Yeah. I loved books. Um, my last year at primary school, my teacher was Mr Templar. About, I don't know, 10 years ago, I went down to Martin. And whoever was organising my trip, she rang me up and she said, I probably need to warn you, there's somebody, the principal of the school is your old teacher. And I got there and he'd kept a portfolio of my writing all those years. Mm-hmm. And he gave it back to me. So,
0: Free writing folio. So my second name is Jocelyn. Jocelyn Farmer. school is Jocelyn. So we're looking at this. This is... What year? 1960 um, maybe? 64. Wow, so you were 12 years old. Mm.
1: So this is 12th February 1964. During the holidays, I took Peter for a ride. To the dipyards. As we rode past the bush near the dipyards, we saw a group of wild turkeys. We climbed off our horses, and while Peter went after the turkeys, I held the horses. Of course, he was such a long time that I tied up the horses and went into the bush. When I found him, he told me that the turkeys had flown. Across
0: With an imagination bubbling to the surface and her father's stories about the local legends and history, Mere would go on to become a children's author. Her stories included the legend of the seven whales, Hepaki Waitara Angaitahu Mata Tangaroa's gift, Tekuha Atangaroa, and Te Koti's diamond, or Te Taimana a Te Koti, inspired, of course, by her home. I'd grown up very
1: fortunate. My dad had told me a lot of our stories, our legends, our history. In 1986, I thought I need to start writing this down. So, and hence the legend of the seven whales yes. of Naitahu Matafaiti, my first children's book. Um, I wrote it in English because I didn't have the real then. And my dad, I asked him if he would do the real version, which he did. And we talked about it because my children's books are all bilingual. And it, that has been controversial at times and still continues to be controversial for some people. Um, but my dad and I talked about it and he said to me, he said, We need to work together and he said and the you know, the bilingual format is Māori one page, English the other. He said, We need to be seen to be side by side. And so that and like I say, even my most recent book, which was only a few years ago, I still had to have this discussion again with my publisher. Yeah. Because they wanted separate editions. I said no. They wanted you know, you, one way you're looking at it, it's English, and then you turn it over and it's Māori, or vice versa. And I said, No. And um, I said, This is what my dad and I worked
0: out back in '86. Ah, yes, The Legend of the Seven Whales of Ngāi Tahu So that was published in 1988. And it's never been out of print.
1: Now I've got people buying them who read the first edition, now buying them for their mokopuna which is really lovely.
0: So you have developed this career as a writer, historian, um, of course, gone through, uh, your, you did your, your master's at Massey University, FNC, yes. Waikato with your uh, doctorate, your PhD. Mm-hmm. You are the recipient of the Michael King Scholarship to work yes. on your next book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really,
1: it's one of the most prestigious fellowships that yes. the country gives out to writers. I'm the first Māori to get it, which is great. There have been 14 people before me, and I went through the list and <laughs> looked up all their profiles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm the first Māori to get this. I don't know if any other Māori have ever applied for it. They may not have. I am ecstatic. It's taken me. It's taken me 30 years of writing and getting published and other fellowships and awards and stuff, but finally I made it <laughs> to the Michael King. Wow. So it's Creative New Zealand mm. who make the um, the fund available. They advertise it every two years. Mm. Um, I have tried in the past and missed out. Um, every now and then I think, oh, I'd like to do something. It would be nice to be able to concentrate, so I apply for funding. Most of the time I miss out. But this time I'd been going to on Hikoi, um, Te Wānanga with Rob McGowan, Pa McGowan, everybody calls him. Paparopata, who's
0: based on the outskirts of Tauranga. Yes, that's him. Yes, yes
1: you know God. Yes. So, um, and one day we were walking along and talking about, you know, obviously the rungoa, yeah. um and having a good discussion. And he had said, and he always started, the wananga with, before you can heal yourself, you need to heal the land. Mm-hmm. And healing the land means planting stuff, not just going out there and gathering the rongo, but you actually need to plant, you know, to make sure to look after, if the, if you're lucky enough to have ngahere, to look after it, look after the waters, all of that. And we were talking about also the history, and he said that's part of the healing, is for people to know their history so I came home and I thought, oh, Michael King's coming up, I think. And I sat down to write a book proposal and couldn't, just couldn't get my head round the first one that I, idea I came up with. And then I remembered what Pa had said about the history and being such a part. And I thought, Taitoko, too. You know, we've we've been there. We built our house there in 1982. We came out here. Um, we'd been at the end of the peninsula for two years before that, working on a farm. Um, and then we moved on to our own place in 1982. And I thought of all the history, because um, I've done treaty work as well. Yes. I've done a lot of history work. I've done the takutai mōna work for Rongo Mai um, I've done a lot of history work, plus collecting the legends. That's also a way of gathering your history. Mm. You know, they call it an encoded knowledge.
0: And uh, did your father write to compose wayata? Yes, he did. Yes, and that's another way. Uh, and that's
1: another way transmitting or, or you're transmitting it. Yes, yes. So, um, so I've got all those threads to draw on. Down on the beach, there is one huge round boulder. The only one who's seen it since we've been there is my oldest daughter, Miriamma. It was obviously above the sand at the time the Takitimu landed, and they looked at it and thought, "What does it look like?" It looks like a taro. So it's called Te Taro ah. a kia. And there is an urupa there associated with the Tamu. It's where my husband, um, where we buried him, he died nearly eight years ago. Mm. And so he's buried there amongst probably some of my most ancient tipuna. Wow. Um But these boulders... Um, if you go up Taipo to stream, yes. there is a cluster of them inside a remnant of Bush. And you probably saw the photograph in one of the press releases. But when I stand up, oh, yes, they're, they're, they're really yeah, they're huge. And so and I thought, right, well, they can go in there. Then there's the par site, um, and Still very obvious the defensive perimeter um, and Kumara pits. Mm. And years ago, I had a friend, an archaeologist, he came out and he described to me, you know, where the water was diverted. And when you've got somebody who knows what he's looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you think, oh, yes, so that is. And so um, I thought, right, we'll do that. But because I'm calling the book Rongoa, Heal the Land, Heal the People. Um f- with each section, with each chapter, this at the moment I've planned 10, there's going to be a section on the plants that grow that are relevant to that part of the story.
0: And so heal the land, heal the people. Yes. Is, is yourself providing insight on in what was available on the part that does that, yes. heal the land and heal the people? Yes. And in, in because you know our land has been farmed for
1: a long time now, yeah. many generations. It's got bad erosion problems. It's got bad blackberry problems. We're putting sixty percent of it, probably closer to seventy actually, into trees within the next two years. Mm. Um, because we need to, we need to heal the land. And that's the best way is to put it back into indigenous trees, to native trees, um, and that will also help clean up the stream. You know, and it's the way it is. Sheep and beef farming, particularly more around here, we don't have so much dairy. Mm. So now the, um, the government is actually putting a lot of funding into restoring land. Yep. And um, so it's it's a good time for us to do that. And and I'm calling it our restoration project. It, Restores the land, it'll clean the waters, restores the biodiversity. Um, so we're
0: calling it an Ahikaro model of land restoration. Of course, this year marks 250 years. The Tuia encounters will be happening uh, in the Taidafati area. Um, as a historian, you, you're going to include this part of history into your new book? Um, yes. Interesting thing was, um,
1: way back in 92, when I was a student of the Rio, Yes. um, Wayne Ngata was my senior tutor, and he gave me a book, um, Two Worlds by Anne Salmond. And it was in there that I saw for the first time the coastal views, the drawings of the Mahia Peninsula, the descriptions of gardens... A couple of past sites. The fact that there were still outriggers on the Mahia on one of the beaches. Mm. Um, they described Waikawa, which he called Portland Island, of course. And even then, in 1769, there were no big trees on it. Um, and then, when I looked through the illustrations in another book called the charts and coastal views of Captain Cook's Endeavour Voyage, something like that. Um, it was actually my daughter, Deesna, who pointed out that one of them actually showed our parsite, And I thought, wow, so that's going in. I mean, the fact is he came, and we have this record. Um, I've read the diaries, and particularly looking for anything pertaining to Mahia. There's a lot of information there. And so I'm pleased that we have this record that goes back so far. I mean, around Taipuritu, there is a more teatia in one of Ngata's collections um, about Taipuritu and about the Timu coming in. Um, we have the histories. We have the we have this information that otherwise we wouldn't have because, you know, it takes an outsider to come in to describe what's happening. The people who are living it, they don't need to record that because it's part of their everyday life. And you're teaching your children, you're teaching your mukupuna, mm. you're teaching them the knowledge of the land. But you don't necessarily write it down. Or or just doing, you know, you you're out there, you're you know how to go the Kumara Tipu. Um, you know how to make a parikarika. You know um, your your fa'no knows how to make ruakumara, you, you you're living it, but it takes the outsider, and I've called that chapter observations from beyond the reef, to come and to look and describe everything, yes. and put it in writing for us as the Maori author, mm. as one who fuck uppers to that land. Mm. I can provide the context. Of what was observed by Cook and his observers, just just on the subject of Cook, yes, colonization has been what it is. I'm of the generation that whenever it was mentioned, <laughs> which was very rarely, um, they you know our teachers basically said to us, "Oh, well," and this was the 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 Ministry of Ed stance, I guess. We were lucky; we were colonized by the English. Now, as a teenager, you know, you you, you rebel against that idea. Mm. But once I became a professional historian and, and looked at it and I thought, well, yes, compared to some of, you know, the Native American experience, the South American experience, um, even some of the areas the French colonised, mm-hmm. by the time the English got here... We were kind of last on the map. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. um, There were people who were aware in in that um, of the impact of colonisation. Talking to a friend about the whole two-year commemorations and what's happening is that it's part of a larger conversation we're having um, throughout the country. It's, it's searing, you're dealing with treaty work, you're dealing with grievance. Mm. You're actually concentrating on grievance um, because that's part of the process. So it's difficult. Um, as I say, it's searing. It's hard to listen to some of the stories. At some stage, we have to settle because otherwise we're not going to move ahead and we have to say, right, well, here we are, we've got the history, we've got a settlement, and Wairua has been one of the most recent settlements. Um, how can we rebuild?
0: We're in your whare, um and obviously, like, at least 50 metres, right out front of your um, porch is um, a Mahia, Mahia Beach. So do you... Um, forecast or do you feel foresee that uh, it will be a full time job basically for the next couple of years? Yes, 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 it will be
1: um, to write a book of the magnitude that i 'm doing is it 's a solid two years, even though a lot of the research i 've already done. Um, a lot of the resources, I know where to find them. Yeah. But still putting it together is a solid two years' work.
0: Yes. And so your previous book, we've, you've got an actual copy on the table here, Carved Cloak for Tahu. Mm. What was the impetus for this book? In 1990,
1: our marae, our whareanui te tahu at Iwiti Marae, near to te Wairoa, where the Seven Whales belong mm. um had head carvings put on the front which it had not had before and my co matua at the time from iwitiya asked me to write a history of iwitiya because they relied on the wayata my father had written the whakapapa that he had written the stories he had told them in the in by 1990, of course, my dad was no longer around, so um, they said, "Mick, can you write? Can you write our history?" Uh, prior to that, I had written a history for the Bartlett family, who were whalers, just a little booklet, and they said, "Well, you've done for them. Do it for us." <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you must get that a bit. <laughs> yes, I do. Whoops. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, and it took me another fourteen years. So I started writing bits and pieces as part of my university study, um, as, f- as part of my other writing and collecting things together. And then I got the Māori History Fellowship. So that gave me two years in Wellington. And I could just concentrate on pulling everything together. And I used, which was very new, I used the framework, of the meeting house, the carvings, because they tell our stories. Yes. So that's why, you know, a carved cloak for tahu.
0: There will be family time to enjoy over the summer as many flock to Mahia Beach, and then there's the Gifted Sands Māori artist Exhibition, held for just two days during summer. And no doubt a bit of writing and drawing in between. Uh, You weave, you draw, watercolours. Um, Do you draw every day? No, not unless I'm working on a book.
1: My latest one, The the Singing Dolphin, that was six months' solid work. It takes me less time to actually write, and this is the first one that I've actually done the real translation myself.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: took me into my 60s to be able to (laughs) feel confident to do
0: it.
1: Um... The illustrations take me six months, full-time.
0: And you're part of a weaving or uh, artist, Ropu, 20 yes. years this year. Yeah. In December you'll host your uh, exhibition. Can you just briefly tell us a bit about that? The
1: exhibition is called Gifted Sands. It's a Māori artist collective um, started by one of our senior Māori artists, Ngara Rodetti and her husband Mahia Tōmona. After they'd been going five years... Um, I, ha- I had moved home. Here? Yes, back yes. to my house, sorry. Um, so 2005 anyway, we had an AGM and the committee who'd been running it retired. And they said, Hemidi, you take it. <laughs> um, to be honest, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Desna had to teach me how to stage an exhibition. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But anyway, we've... we've Carried on, um, and again, we rely on Creative New Zealand funding, um, creative communities. Mm. We have exhibiting, last year I think we had 30 to 32 artists. Um, We only open for two days, 29th and 30th December. Anybody listening, come along. It's really good. The two criteria to be part of Gifted Sands is, A, you have to... Have whakapapa links to Rungumai Kahungunu or Ruafaro, which to be honest just about means any Māori. You go far <laughs> back, enough. you know, you go yes. back far enough. Yes, it's all of us. <laughs> but, um, and the works have to be for sale. And we it ranges from paintings, I put that, that watercolour there in last year. Um, Pew pew! I'm I'm not a, not
0: only one of the artists and organisers, but I'm also one of the their buyers. Do you find art as a as a as a breather in a sense from your academic yes. work? Yes, yes it is. Mm.
1: Yes, I love the illustrating.
0: Yeah, but
1: um, and it, and it's also why I haven't got more children's picture books out. I've got lots of stories to write. You know, life gets in the way.
0: Dr. Miri Fanga, Te Nete Mihinui Kia Kue, Nauifaiwa Te Korero Mai Kia home Me Te Maria, E Fakorongo Mai Ana, Writer, Children's Writer, Illustrator, Historian, and of course the 2019 Recipient of the Michael King Creative New Zealand Scholarship. Thank you so much. Thank you, Justine. Kia ora. Kia ora. Koa ea tātātou nei wahanga mō nei wiki. That's the show for another week. If you'd like to find out more information about tonight's episode of Tia head to rnz.co.nz forward slash Tia Ko te i ki a kia pai tākoto wiki. Hoki mai a rā tapu rātapu e mai nei. Mauri tū, mauri ora.
1: Get that who